0: The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Trevor Flynn. And I'm Jack Newman, and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. This week we're going back to Netflix because we're just avoiding Bond, but don't worry – Come next week, we're gonna get back to all that delicious Bond content, where we head on over to the. What, sorry, it's not. It's, it's not. So many man highlights. It's a. Oh my God, Dalton. Dalton's finally. We're finally onto a new Bond for two movies before we actually hit Pierce Brosnan and Goldeneye, Uh But we'll be getting back to that in a bit because we're heading back to our Netflix content rundown uh, with a Aaron Sorkin film, The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Uh, yeah. So currently, uh, I do want to say I. I don't. I don't know if this wanna be a thing. Do I want to give other movie critics scores before we actually begin our podcast Have I feel we like it's wrong that? thing to do no we've never done this this is something that i'm just doing like i mean i'm curious second. now
1: i just heard yeah. you say the first few words and i'm like what yeah. does this have on rotten tomatoes and
0: now I'm rotten tomatoes it. it's a 90 on rotten tomatoes it is a 7.9 on imdb out of their 10 skip 10 point scale and it is a 70 76 on metacritic yeah we can yeah. see that Written and directed by Aaron Sorkin uh, This uh, stars Sasha Baron Cohen, Eddie Redman, Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, Yaha Abdul Maas. Uh, I'm so sorry I, I, You he- almost got it I don't know it But yeah, 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 yeah. uh, Abdul-Mateen, I think. The second. Yeah, I I deeply apologize. Uh, Jeremy Strong. I should have studied these before I do that. And I will do that next time. Uh, Yeah, but here's a quick synopsis. The film is based on the infamous 1969 trial of seven defendants charged by the federal government with conspiracy and more arising from the... uh, Countercultural protests in Chicago at the 1968 Democratic National Convention. The trial transfixed the nation and sparked a con- conversation about mayhem and intended to undermine the U.S. government. And whether or not, honestly, it's like in this in a lot of ways, this trial is like began the national discussion about the ability of people to have contempt for the U.S. government. And by extension, yeah, this this is kind of a man, it's man is topical. <laughs> like it's outside of like, you know, just Pure suggestions of police brutality and social and counterculture and, you know, social, you know, social, I guess, justice yeah social well social justice but also you know just kind of like you know social disobedience you know in general and just like how we go about presenting and kind of emotions and just like the the confines of a movement like it's all it's all incredibly well timed to come out uh unfortunately it is written by aaron sorkin so it's got to be punchy as fuck uh anyways we'll get to that in just a minute uh trevor i wanted to ask what you thought about this uh yeah at the, at the at what did you think of the trial oh, of Chicago 7 yeah you yeah, only person here you wanted to know you, what you I only <laughs> a person here i was going to throw it to my teddy bear in the corner um, there is actually a teddy bear in the corner my dog in is room. in the room um mm. but um, they would have fascinating conversations probably smarter than we are to be honest yeah i um
1: i had never heard of this before and i had not either just uh, for the record you know it's it's just kind of a um I don't know. I don't want to say that's an indictment. of. I mean, I've, I've never been in a fan of my own education per se, but uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I should have definitely heard about this before. I had kind of heard about the Democratic Convention turmoil a little bit, but I'd never properly understood the context of it before. This is kind of the aftermath. Um, but... I mean, it's all part of it. I, I, I'm also a big fan of Aaron Sorkin, more or less. I mean, I like Steve Jobs a lot. I like, I'm trying to think what the first Aaron Sorkin thing. I mean, I like writing, and... I also do kind of like, as you said, uh, put it punchy uh,
0: writing. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, yeah. a, I'm a sucker for punchy writing. <laughs> Most go. people know him for the West wing is, is, is like right. where it, initially his, his bones were made on, on the intense writing of the West wing. And then by extension, this a lot of things that it came after. Then the first, I'm walking
1: like, and talking. We're talking we're walking. Uh, Social network is probably the biggest uh, film Correct. that really hit me. And uh, that Again, I none of these are directorial.
0: Recommend. His, his, his first directorial movie was molly's game the first movie he did previously before this one so honestly i think this is the first directorial movie he's helmed that i've actually enjoyed to be entirely honest with you i think it is aaron sorkin at his
1: most seductive for sure i was definitely drawn into this i definitely shed tears and laughed both at it i am mostly positive on it i i think it does kind of lose me eventually but i still really did value a lot of it um Yeah, we'll get more into it. I don't know. It definitely inspired Uh, me to read a lot more about this for sure.
0: Sorkin from the put of like you know from the Sorkin is always looking, and and I don't want to. I don't mean this as an insult to him it is more just a natural reality of what he presents there are established himself.
1: criticisms of Sorkin the same way there are right. any writer who right. right, liked- right.
0: I, I'm not trying to start off by th- throwing throwing you an established criticism here what I'm saying is like Sorkin is always want for his ability to create a situation and inhabit a person to give the verbal smackdown from the position of a high a heightened person in a social position of intelligentsia and that, and that's and and that is both good and bad right like that's, you know he and it's, it's it's one of those things too where it's like there is basically a level- the whole plot and idea and conception of the newsroom right <laughs> okay. yeah and the newsroom is i think where that's i i, I and i'm not gonna lie to you i love the newsroom i have a lot of criticism for the newsroom Same. not only as somebody who worked in journalism like i'm just sort of like fuck me guys like mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's like, he, he ran this place with how many sources and you're like worried that, oh you got fucked by okay fuck off you know it's, it's anyways that yeah I, I i but i'm not gonna lie like there there is like glorious moments in aaron sorkin's career and i think that's the thing too it's like you know and, and i th- I think i always find him better as tv because like a lot of his things like i love steve jobs and i love and i do like the script for that and i i think the social network is a transcendent piece of writing that is just becoming more and more relevant as 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 he fucks up more oh they're working and more, on a sequel supposedly yeah i mean that's yeah, just it's like
1: a goldmine <laughs>
0: Yeah, he, he's, he's, he, it's just the more he fucks up, the more that movie just becomes more and more relevant. And just based on the, like, the way that that movie presents him and the way that he is, like, there's no way that he can, like, and I'm, who am I talking about? I, I mean, if they him
1: made him. it today, he would be just like the antagonist, like, full stop. Yeah. No sympathy whatsoever. Probably. Right. Th-
0: and that's the thing is it's probably it's probably is incorrect because it probably still has some sympathy for him t- on some extent. Uh, he's made other things too. He's Charlie's Wilson's Charlie Wilson's War which Charlie's I Wilson's War
1: is really it. relevant for me because yeah, that yeah, is yeah. another issue in political American history that I was ignorant of and that his script with these Super charming Hollywood actors Tom Hanks and Julia Roberts kind of shined a light on him. it. was like oh we gave yeah. Saddam yeah. Hussein yeah, mission. and and I love how yeah. too,
0: like you know, he he intentionally in that script pokes fun at the fact that you are listening to Tom Hanks, like that there is like almost this subtle like y- y- y'all. It took this asshole for you to listen to this. Thing, but you should have been listening all along. There's so many, Charlie Wilson's war works on a lot of levels. And I, and I think that there's problematic other elements about Charlie Wilson's war that we, you know, it's, it may be a little bit boring and that that's probably a criticism that could be labeled at some of his films. But at the same time, like this, like I do think that one of the things that Aaron Sorkin desperately needs is a really good cinematographer that can turn a uh, single static conversations into works of art. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> that is something he desperately needs. It works really well in the confines of, of the newsroom or the confines of the West wing where we just, we accept that we're going to have a lot of walking shots and then begin a lot of conversations and then just enjoy these quick witted conversations. Well, I think that it is part of something. the
1: strength of this movie when it gets to breaking down the ideologies and, and, and beliefs of these very different people who are thrust into a room together to represent the entirety of of liberalism in America in the 60s <laughs> like right. that's
0: which is just hugely problematic and it's just very it, it's just one of the things too is like I compare that it's very hard for me to compare to this movie to like you know the social network with just Cronenworth, Cronenworth, who's just who did Gone Girl, the girl with the dragon tattoo fight club like that's the cinematographer that takes an Aaron Sorkin script and revolutionizes it into the one like, like a fantastic accelerated Movie piece, which I think that's a criticism on just the level of the movie versus the criticisms. There's a lot of criticisms you could you can level at Aaron Sorkin. You got to separate those criticisms out for like his criticisms of this piece as a movie as a whole. And I think that's the thing too. I do think this is more of a still movie than something that's like you know got off David Fincher and Cronenberg behind the chairs. Do you know what I mean?
1: Well, I mean it's a courtroom
0: drama, so I don't see
1: you know uh, even just thinking about yeah, the cinematography and, and now. Social I'm-
0: Network is about a company startup where he's essentially just in different rooms typing on a computer and somehow it's the most thrilling visual thing you saw that year like i i i, I, I well a lot of that's in the
1: invention of that story and as uh, uh crazy girlfriend a la sorkin <laughs> women kind of another criticism yes, i hear about yes, sorkin yes. often just lighting a bed on fire <laughs> Like, yeah he and he, you know, he always so.
0: he, it's just the newsroom is the worst example of that to be honest with you it's like yeah i hadn't
1: thought of that really um yeah where it's but, just
0: like it, it, it's like oh we're subverting the trend and It's like the trend is a trend because it's a trend She's like <laughs> obviously he cheated on her don't don't like him holier thou and then try to impress upon me that he's a terrible person that's dying of like you know he's actually overdosing i don't know man let's not talk about it. will mcavoy saves that shit at some point i'm just gonna say he's not which one cool is uh, the actor i think of him yeah no uh no will mcavoy is the role sorry
1: oh yeah yeah jeff daniels yeah yeah i love him yeah
0: jeff daniels is exceptional in that role and i think there's i think there's a lot of things that come together to make that a very watchable if flawed series mm-hmm. um also, I should not be the person that you talk to about that series because, like, I like I said, I worked in journalism. Like, just there's, there's like a, uh, there's just a very strong bone in every journalist body. You can
1: feel how hard that show is working to be like, the like text the the er like journalism manifesto for a generation kind of is, is probably yeah. What I,
0: you, you can also just tell it's just like you know just people. And maybe this is just my negative experience working for a Disney affiliate um, who will remain unnamed. But, like, you know, people just – the reality is people just crumble and lose a lot of that real quick. Like, they mm. lose all of that just real quick. The system this show, punches you down, man. It does. But the point is, is that the real heroes are people who have been punched down, still work pragmatically, and then still – makes things happen it. within the thing. Yeah. You work within the bounds of the things that are, this sort of like intelligentsia newsroom never actually exists. And it's just, you know, in burrows and like people that they literally shout out on that show. Just, I'm, this is turning rapidly into my, Beef with the newsroom, <laughs> like let's not go there. <laughs> I'm this trying is a much to say,
1: like, like Kutzler, like
0: the lawyer in this movie, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, which is much better in this context because, like, we're 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 starting from a place of like a very hard place where Judge Hoffman is just like absolutely, just like absolutely throwing them in the room, beating the shit out of them. It's like there's no there's no grounds for like the thing, and it's just about the rights of people in this context, and I, and I and I, it's one of those things too. I feel like the performances here are really, really good. He's got a lot of good actors and he's got a surrounding, and he's got a killer script and he's got Sasha Baron. But he's been Cohen. sitting on
1: for 10 years, apparently.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't get that kind of vibe uh, to be honest with you. I, I don't get that like worked on level, but sure. You know, yeah. I, I do think Sasha Baron Cohen's monologue at the end is very good, personally, but you didn't like it as much. Think, I think, yeah, so Abby Hoffman, the guy who wrote Steal This Book,
1: I don't uh, really, and this is kind of my biggest criticism of it, 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 it Sorkin writing about this moment, is I don't hear... It's it's kind of the thesis statement of the movie when he says I think the institutions of our democracy are wonderful things that right now are populated by terrible people. Very topical, right? I don't really hear that coming out of <laughs> the guy who wrote steal that book's mouth <laughs> like i, I yeah. did not know who abby hoffman was uh before no he's a libertarian movie, really.
0: socialist I and mean, like he he was not the person saying <laughs> like our institutions like it, it's a it's 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 not what abby hoffman fucking right. said i don't right? i'm I, not
1: i haven't read steal this book i haven't i don't I, like the most cursory examination of abby hoffman makes me very much doubt that he would say that is the, the only a, context he, he, in which i knew him before is forrest gump actually that's the only context Context in which I'd never heard of Abby Hoffman before, probably, which just tells you where I'm at. But he's uh, he's the guy giving the speech at the at the at the mall that Forrest Gump gets on stage and then he gets cut off. He's in the American flag T-shirt. That's correct, right? yeah. That's yeah. Abby
0: Hoffman. Yeah, he was a so- he was yeah. But he's I know American libertari- history. I've seen Forrest yeah. Gump. Abby Hoffman specifically is a libertarian socialist. Like it's one of those things that like you know he probably could have said it, but it, it's it's. He's he's in he's taking these figures and I'm not bothered by this. He's just making everybody more eloquent than they are, which is just sorkin, right? Well that's, no, that's- I I think it's not just more eloquent. I don't think it's I, I didn't get the
1: impression that was that would Oh, those would ever be words that came out of his mouth in terms of what he believed. And
0: I think... No, I agree with that. Apparently. And and
1: that's the, the the more maybe moderate bent of Sorkin's writing here for me is that our institutions ultimately He's moderating triumph, a, a firebrand
0: yeah, into something yeah. that he didn't believe. And he's somebody that we should remember for history's sake because he was important to history and just at least at the presentation of his specific ideals, he was at the forefront of it. For better or worse, because like some could say that he represented I mean he was the guy to, yeah. who
1: entered uh, a pig into the race and called it Pigasus and they <laughs> I can't remember who I was, uh, who was, it was the guy, uh, Jeremy Strong, I think was interviewed and he was talk, asked about the politics of it back then. And he was like, yeah, I don't know what that accomplished. I, I get where he's coming from, but like that's, the, yeah, yeah. yeah you know. it,
0: it's, one of the, it's one of those things where I think they have the best line for it, but it's probably not true. It's like, you know, where they say, it's like, you know, do you have contempt for the federal government? Of course he does. He absolutely does. And saying like, I, they have contempt for me too. And I was like, yeah, but that's like sort of a nice way of putting it like Abby Nothing Hawkins compared is- to
1: the contempt which my government which has has for me which is apparently if that sounds familiar I think it's one of the there's a uh, there's a tweet Twitter uh, compilation someone posted of like all the lines that Sorkin reuses in a lot of, from other movies in this movie it's oh, one you of serious? them. Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty it, devastating. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh my god! Um, I don't want to know about that. Well, okay. actually, you well, gotta, I'm gonna, you gotta I'm tell, gonna tell gonna me. You gotta tell to me. You, I missed but, this. Please uh, do. I need to see that before the end of this podcast. To be entirely honest with you, because it's gonna piss me off to no fucking end. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> I don't <laughs> tri- think it's
1: terrible. I don't. Doesn't make it a bad movie or anything, but. Um,
0: you're you're watching it right now, aren't you? Yeah, just the newsroom. I mean, he used everything in the goddamn newsroom in the West Wing. Which I guess, if you've written that much shit, it's hard to like.
1: Right. Once you've distilled like distilled ideology to those like <laughs> epithet to the, or whatever you call it, like a short punchy, brusque, punchy.
0: You know, yeah, but
1: yeah. it's hard to rewrite it or right. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. just it's, the temptation it's, it's, to it's, use that again. I, I get
0: it. I guess. Yeah, Yeah. oh my god, there's so much here, for fuck's sake. I I just... It's just really, it, I don't know, it's, 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 it, uh, he, the man wrote the West Wing. I mean, I, at some point you got to pull from yourself, I guess. It's better than everybody else pulled in for the West Wings, but it is, I do find it annoying. And I do, I do find that this is like, he's picked his stage and, in, and in of and toward the setup. I, I guess like one of the things that will say about this movie is like, I didn't, I didn't know anything about, like, neither of us fucking knew about this. No, this I, is I asked my parents, and they were home. like, yeah, I remember hearing about it. I was 16 as like I wasn't plugged in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. And that's the same thing. It's like it's uh, my parents would probably have a much different establishment view of that that I don't want to talk about. But anyways, uh, <laughs> like I, I, I think that like it's it's one of those things too where you learn about stuff and we just get hit in these things and we go and we find out I was like holy shit that happened. Like it's one of those things where it's like you know people challenged kind of the value of the American government and they went after the Democratic Party because it was Lyndon B. Johnson and he was getting us into a goddamn war. It was. You know, it wasn't what you think, and it's it's. I think it's I think it's interesting to watch that structure to history and like kind of the shape of it. Like you had a huge progressive wing attack. Sorry, I don't want to put the progressive put onto them because they're they're counterculture. Like they are a specific movement that I don't want to like. And you know, they're they're definitely they're they're left of moderate. They're they're left of center, and that's
1: fair because Sorkin characterizes. You know, this is what progressivism is going to remember be remembered as, right? Which is (laughs) yeah,
0: exactly. This movie is drawing all of that comparison and trying to create it and is probably in its own way attempting to so to subtly politically change the history of this part of the counterculture movement to make it into a line that connects to Modern progressivism,
1: right? Which is probably the thinnest stretch here. At different times, that I yeah. that makes me dial back on the more well, that I, I learn about I, the actual I, history here, the I less also I just, value. I don't know
0: why, and I'm sorry. This is just maybe my political self sending here. So maybe we just no, it's, fine. it's next a political Five movie. minutes to the next statement. Why in God's green earth does progressivism, modern progressivism, want in any context to connect itself to counterculture? Other than they're both on the left side of the party. Um. Well,
1: I. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Other than not- to
0: establish a history and a tradition.
1: I mean. You've hit the point on the head here that I don't find Sorkin's politics to be progressive.
0: I think overwhelmingly, no, he's I think mo- he's, he's moderating Hoffman. That's my thing. That's right. That, and, and you are correct. He is absolutely and so some for context, to him
1: to connect the two, I wouldn't draw a line from him connecting mod- the modern progressivist movement to the counterculture to what modern progressives. Would actually characterize themselves as in the history of liberalism in the country. I don't right. mind that comparison per se. I think, as far as my ideological spectrum goes, I, but I'm I, not necessarily prepared to
0: articulate do, it. Yeah, do you, do you think I'm projecting here? Is that is that something that I'm actually because this fair? It's like I could be. Like I feel like I feel like there's a clear there's a the, the movie goes out of its way to establishes this time period in the riots with the current modern progressive kind of take on it. So like clearly there's a reflection of civil disobedience here, and now we have modern progressivism which is still inhabiting kind of the space that the counterculture went away from and so there are like I just I feel like maybe it's just me projecting my own think it's It's, it's there there. and I think in the movie it's there I sorry I'm backing off here because I'm not sure of myself but at the same time I really do think it is there and I think this movie wants to take two generations of Americans and stick them together and be like this is continuation and now that but I do think it is taking the counterculture and like you know there's a lot of I'm sorry man they're talking about fucking in public here like, yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah the counterculture is a different goddamn animal and was not taken se- as seriously as the modern progressive movement for a lot of reasons that are not always invalid <laughs> like i mean not the not
1: the, yeah like enter like hoffman you know doing that stunt entering a pig into the uh, presidential election race i think he was held up on animal uh, not not having the right to have that animal where he had that's it it's <laughs> fucking charges at some point <laughs> yeah, which that's fuck, you know it's part of up. me is skeptical but part of me is like yeah, this I, part how, of, there's, how there's well did he treat that animal it's also part of this through line of animal abuse and Sorkin with yeah. like the fucking chicken in in uh, in social network being a joke
0: <laughs> which is just <laughs> he's just like I feel like Sorkin like got up like somebody got mad at him for like dissecting a toad back right. in the day and he right. got he's just just like he's like everybody will get you for animal abuse and it was like what what happened to you Where yeah. are you like <laughs> yeah. i i i i am flabbergasted by this movie and i think it, i'm flabbergasted not necessarily by the writing or the positioning i'm flabbergasted by like the realization and the research And and i think the thing that Really did. I took me three viewings to watch this because this this movie is in is in the same way that we we talked about Queen's Gambit last week. This movie intentionally creates stress by showing that everything is stacked against them. And the in court the context of this things.
1: political moment, this movie is incredibly stressful. If I mean, it would be anyway, but it's just it is yeah, it, it is deliberately calling to things we've you know seen in the, in the news in the last in the last year with like the edits to um, police brutality for sure. Um, the bounding and gagging of Bobby Seal, the Black Panther Party uh, leader, which in reality lasted for three days <laughs> in actual history, which they condense it to 10 minutes. And I don't actually really have a problem with that for expediency of writing, but it definitely would be a different movie if he was bound and gagged for three days,
0: for Christ's sake, like. I mean, can you imagine? Like that would just be. Yeah. That would entirely he, shift. You, you've <laughs> The gone, focus you, like, and, the, and and that's and that's the thing It's and that's like the issue of being having punchy writing. Sorkin is never really prepared to go all the way dark because he's a moderate, and that's the thing. It, he's not <laughs> like he's just not prepared to just, you know finish it i don't know like that doesn't what does that mean i i, I,
1: I didn't see that i saw myself saying this but i wasn't getting there so uh you beat me to it but I, that's that's kind of yeah, how i'm, I'm a little drunker overall, than you so it's but, good uh, you yeah. know what i mean
0: that's what it is well <laughs> i see I, I see what you're writing up But to be yeah. fair
1: the first two thirds really work for me and really capture my attention and and really yeah. i do yeah, feel yeah, invested yeah. in where yeah. it's going and what the struggle here is and how legitimate you know how how Obvious, how illegitimate the institution the judicial institution is in this in this instance and i think it just really loses me at the end where Sorkin is looking for kind of a final note here to to make it a happy ending and i i don't see how you Real- tell this story the with reality. a happy ending
0: you don't and that's and the problem is is that it feels very hollywood s- yeah because he's hollywood's scriptwriter and he's scriptwriting history and it's fine when he can have president bartlett do whatever the fuck he wants at the end of his term and they can set up the whole thing it's not so much fine in this context where he has to have real history which all this just sort of fucking petered out, you know what i mean? That's that's what, essentially what happened. Um, well, you
1: could argue that the judicial system did work in that the um you know, the charges were uh, appealed on i think the Ninth circuit. I don't have a great understanding of how this my, works. My, my lawyer here, fiance
0: but. like couldn't stand more than 25 minutes of this movie to be entirely honest with you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it and don't take that as like a a gig on like the actual accuracy, but it's just, it's uh, Hoffman is just insufferable on purpose, and the, and and it is about it is about like these this great, and I do think that is that, that and not is exaggerated
1: necessarily. Yeah. from what we know, no, it's history. not, it's
0: not exaggerated. It is about this great institution and setup being misused by a shithead. And then it, it it does catch up with him. It does catch up with him in the end. That's like, that's historically, well, you know, sort of. Hist- and that's the thing. It's like, where do you draw yeah, the line? He's not
1: penalized. He just uh, the he's judge not. we're talking about. Yeah, he just yeah, kind of. Yeah slowly kind of is denied more
0: cases i think exactly eventually. they just yeah. sort of wind him out but he still has power over yeah, people he's not dishonorably like disrobed yeah, yeah, no, yeah, or whatever exactly. yeah, like, yeah. You know? well that's not something they really do I, I don't yeah i don't know <laughs> there's not, a process dishonorably <laughs> disrobed like he has to like walk naked like lady could die. <laughs> <laughs> like, shame. <laughs> That's what we should do to bad judges. That's actually a great idea. It was <laughs> like walk through the town square. Shame. Look how middle aged and white he is. Just average. We would be a middle aged white man. Shame. Shame. <laughs> I don't know Frank Lagella is
1: really good at it, though. I mean, he's just. I, he's reprising his role from Frost Nixon as like the stand in for Nixon, basically. Perfect. Right? Yep. Like- <laughs>
0: no, absolutely. He, no, he's. I have no. The acting in this, Eddie Redman, and, and I have to admit, Eddie Redman, and, and I know that he's, re- I know I agree with you. He's reusing the bit of talking about the progressive movement and Abbie Hoffman and everything. He's already talked about that. Eddie Redman saying that they're going to like characterize the progressive movement for the next 50 years as Abby Hoffman giving daisies to people is so fucking just a gut punch in the middle of the movie. It is. That it and is.
1: I felt complicated yeah, I, about it because on the one hand, I, I, you know, I don't have the no, education this is literally to you like and me a conversation. It. Yeah. You're Abby Hoffman no, and I'm
0: Eddie Redman. And it like is that's probably it is, exactly what I would say to you. It
1: is so relevant in that the democratic party in this country and <laughs> us as well being, uh, just in our own discourse are, are just finger pointing right now doing the exact same thing. And so yeah. the relevantness of that conversation is, is, uh, undeniable. I think the persuasiveness of it for me, <laughs> Uh, you know, I I think of when I did see those images of people putting daisies and in, in muskets, and I I those were palpable images to me. Those were effective when I the heard guns about Kent State. Not
0: muskets. That's not this. They're not. I don't know why that bothers me that you say muskets.
1: Are sorry. muskets only
0: like Revolutionary War era? Yes. It's not a rifle. Yes. A rifle a musket, is what I meant to say. Yeah, I meant to say a rifle. A rifle. Yeah, I know. A, a musket difference. has to have like a like a flint lock, mm. essentially, if I'm not mistaken. I apologize to. I don't know what I apologize to but why uh, would you apologize it was a huge nitpick that I even interrupted <laughs> you. like I should apologize to you Just, like please continue <laughs> um, yeah a musket is a muzzle loading lo- why am I reading this C- please continue <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs> uh,
1: the performance is 20
0: seconds leave it recording I need to fucking piss yeah and I, I'm a I've gone into the not fun drunk your piss so you me finish the tea. second yeah, drink. let me piss it out and we'll be fine uh-huh. Sorry about that.
1: But yeah, I do think the performances are great across the board. Um, Mark Rylance, yeah. man. I just, that guy. <laughs> I yeah. I love him so much. <laughs> he's just, uh, he's so... Av- <sighs>
0: not avuncular I don't know I just no he is avuncular is a good, a good term I yeah. think uh, Sasha Baron Cohen also as Abby Hoffman he'll probably get the Oscar for this
1: and not Borat too surprisingly into a all uh,
0: is that <laughs> is that is that surprising no <laughs> uh, I, I just try to think of the thing that like he's done and it's just sort of like it is like I don't know, man, it, like Borat in his own way. Like we remember it differently because of what it is. But like, you know, I just look at his, like his things he's, he's been in punch, you know, Ollie G, and, House, uh, Spies, Madagascar, Talladega, Knights, Borat, Sweeney Todd, the demon barber. Uh, and then he's like Madagascar Two, Bruno dinner for schmucks, Hugo, which is a really good movie. Just randomly in there. Then the dictator Madagascar three, I see the guy his, with the dog, uh yeah. yeah yeah he is the guy with the dog yeah. he's really good in that actually hugo's amazing uh yeah and then yeah he's an anchorman and th- this is like legitimately like the only serious movie he's in <laughs> yeah right and, and and that's like i guess like it's just like it's like i don't even know how to handle him at this point just like up there being abby hoffman i think it's because amazing he actually looks I I think it's amazing
1: that the Sasha Baron Cohen Association both keys you into that performance and does not. I don't think overshadows it. You know, it does not.
0: No, it does not. But it also it's there. He's still there. Like it's he's just enough. Like it's a very subtleness
1: of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Part of it.
0: Yeah. It's good. It's good. Like I mean, I, I like I said, I have no issues with the production style of this movie. Like I have an issue with the fact that it's like a it's like a room scripted thing. But it's you know. There's there's always a place for those kind of movies, right? Like I yeah, I do appreciate them and I do appreciate like what those kind of movies attempt to do and like kind of their situation and setup. I just I just guess that like I don't know. I I I I, I, I just I just I'm always like kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop in this movie and also just sort of annoyed by like the Hollywood production of it Do you know what I mean like Sorkin has this production vibe that this is just too much specific true history where it's like I, I got off this about halfway through so I, I first the first like time the Katie, edit cuts to the uh, no, 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 photographs I, 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 or well Katie stopped 25 minutes into it and I stopped and then I watched it again watched another big chunk and then I stopped again and started watching a documentary about this and it was immediately just absolutely so much happier about watching the documentary mm-hmm. because it's a powerful moment it was interesting and I wanted to know the fucking facts and I just I just didn't enjoy having such a uh, like it's not that the what lens documentary, wrong, which documentary actually, did you watch If anything uh the one you suggested Oh cool yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget what it was called. Uh, um, it's uh, CNN's 1968 series. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the 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 thing that I think is interesting is like, and it, it, his his like he's as moderate. like He's probably you know I'm more moderate than you are, and it's one of those things where it's like his moderate lens is probably more in tat in time with me, but again, I don't in the same way. I don't enjoy feeling the presence of the lens to like watch these people and be like watching a, like um a, a moderate version of Abby Hoffman because that's not the history doesn't make sense. If Abby Hoffman's a moderate, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. a, I don't know. I, I, I maybe I'm ranting at this point. So the
1: distortion is noticeable to you, even if you're inclined, even if you're, if you were theoretically more inclined to, to watch that movie or enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying.
0: Yeah. 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 Ooh.
1: I mean, all that said, the performances are great, and I it it is a um, it is pretty effective. I mean, it's Sorkin is most seductive. I know I'm repeating myself, but it it does really fit him really well for a good a bit of it in terms of like throwing these personalities together, and um, and setting up for like the grandstanding moments of of monologuing and discussing rhetoric and. and it's amazing that the thing where, um, Hoffman catches, uh, Hayden on the, um, on, on the omitted word from, you know, the, the, the idea that he started the riot because he left out a preposition and that it's a pattern because he's read all his stuff. That is so Sorkin just, you know, the, the fact is, that yeah. it all hinges on a misplaced preposition and, uh. It's amazing how much that works. I, I don't think it would work for me as a second time viewing it, as much as I've learned about it and how little what uh, you know Hayden said. Probably, I, think, I actually, think a lot of
0: Sorkin's work it doesn't necessarily want you to watch it a second time.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think The Social Network's very rewatchable. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: but it's not okay. Social, you know. Sorry, I'm more referring to Newsroom. Sorry, I Apologies. meant more after I've learned about the history of it and how.
1: Um, I I don't I don't I don't know how much like there's a smoking gun moment like that. Like I don't the the whole thing feels so inevitable that it's it's kind of seems misplaced to hinge it on Hayden's, you know, incitement to riot kind of being as which is another thing about learning the history of it, that especially drawing the parallels to the Black Lives Matter and police brutality uh, uh, movements Mm -hmm. uh, kind of feels a little disingenuous and that. Police did get hit with bricks and other projectiles at this thing. You know, it was intended to be a peaceful yeah, people, protest. People like
0: it was, it, yeah, no, it, it is
1: nowhere near kind of the. Like,
0: if I'm if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> the police officer died, didn't they?
1: There were many injured. I when I yeah, I, I, I remember a death. One yeah, a death too. My yeah. point is,
0: it's like it's by no stretch, by no stretch, is this movement as peaceful as modern Black Lives Matter protests, right? And to be clear, <laughs> it is still yeah.
1: like it still was called a police riot at the time. The like use of force by the police well, is well, still well, incredibly so. like barbarian. But yeah, like like,
0: like, like the like and, and 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 I don't want to give credit to modern police that much, but like let's be honest, like you know they're they're just they're fucking beating people to death out there like in this context of this movie and that's just how it was yeah like they're just knocking them down with a club and just keep hitting them yeah which is the, I'm sure that's totally happening now, but I just I just feel like it was. Yeah, I want to like, avoid direct and the, and the, comparisons of yeah, how far yeah. we've come. I, I, it's a dumb, <laughs> it's a dumb thing to even bring up. I don't want to fucking do that. Let's not let's not fucking weigh misery and be well, like. Well, but oh, seeing yeah, the, the like
1: stuff. barbed wire bulldozers is definitely of like holy. Yeah, that, it's
0: like <laughs> that, You see that image, you're like, okay, they would never get away with that now. Like that's like you know you can't you can't just string barbed wire around a bulldozer head and run down crowds like that's some Tiananmen Square shit. Like you know what the fuck. Yeah, it I just – it feels like – it feels just like the hate and like just general outwards, like they felt more confident and just being open about the the detestment for the civil unrest. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: For demonstration, yeah,
0: yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't want to. Like I said, I don't, like weighing it, weighing the hate is not exactly like a, a fun conversation. It's, yeah, it's not productive. Uh, yeah, I, yeah was not trying, I was just trying. I was just, just trying more, to or, equivocate
1: yeah. because I said no. That. It was, yeah.
0: it, it, and that's what we're more interested in doing in the context of this podcast. Because I think overarchingly, I'm very, I'm very happy this movie made me go watch the documentary about the trial of the Chicago Seven that I am actually watching about this because I do think that the dialogue and the setup is really, fairly fun. I think that the Lindsay Lindsay of the history and trying to like fit him into the mold of like some of his other heroes because I do think that there's just the thing is like I think he just works better when he's just like yeah I I, I don't know like
1: unhandcuffed to any kind of reality and just full go like full-blown ideolo- uh, ideology well, he, and he metaphor. Takes, he or? either
0: takes the Steve Jobs and and, and 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 he's got like a writing style where it's like, it, it depends on what he thinks of the main character. And Abby Hoffman for him is clearly a hero who he disagrees with. And mm-hmm. so it's just weird to watch him try to change Abby Hoffman, put him in the box that he wants him in to keep him here in his heart in the right place as the sole beginner of the counterculture. And by extension, to some extent, in his mind, I think the progressive movement, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, 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 he just, he's just trying to capture this dude and like deal with him. And that's like the like, kind of the whole thrust of the movie is It's like instances. the larger
1: conflict here is Sorkin versus history than the, the actual
0: uh yeah. No, I don't think It's exactly I think, I, exactly, I, think, I, think I think that he spent his entire life like writing against this and really trying to push a lot of this stuff forward and just like recontextualizing it. Like what other mm-hmm. ones you want to do it well, like, like the West Wing, like, right? Yeah, I mean the West I don't, Wing is part of the zeitgeist, it it matters yeah. in democratic politics and democratic fucking presidents have talked about how the fact that they like emulated the West Wing isn't and, like, it like emulated like yeah uh,
1: I, is my, my understanding is it's like the uh, like Clinton era
0: Democratic politics, like idealized <sighs> to like perfection, right? Like no and scandal. He, and he would he no. would he would immediately take a step back and be like, "Fuck Clinton!" Like I, I'm right. sure, like you know, they're like, "Well, like, that's Clinton the whole point has, of the I, of yeah. the ideal, right?" Is that Clinton was <laughs> not perfect, as it turned out. Right, right. And it's like, and, and, and I and I totally understand that. It's like, just imagine if we had a Democrat who just wasn't in the president's position, who just wasn't a turd. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that's like, and, and, and it's like it's this beautiful magical world in which he creates. In which they have all these problems and it still happens and no one appreciates them. And that's like, that's like, that that's, that's like his thing with Barley. It's like, no one appreciates what we're doing for you and how beautiful I am. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it's there. It's, it's interesting. Uh, I don't know. Sorkin, I, I want to separate this out from any political issue that it is because it's just, I just have an issue with Sorkin. I just, uh, it's, it's fun to watch Sasha Baron Cohen just lay on the bombs you know what I mean I just I think that this mm-hmm. is a successful movie it's a fun movie but I just definitely th- I just got this weird vibe halfway through it's like just like anyone that if you're watching this just definitely watch the documentary too and just try to understand the difference because I do think there's a subtle shift in the character of Hoffman that bothers me to no end you know what I mean I just not to the point of invalidating the purpose and phrase of this movie because it is subtle at the most you yeah. know what I mean it's, it's subtle it's not you know I'm making it like it's the worst fucking thing anyone's ever done and it's not that's not what's fucking happening so
1: yeah it's not a total mischaracterization of him it is just that that one quote that seems to sum up kind of the thesis Softening. of the movie that I'm that yeah. I'm latching on to too because yeah. Yeah. in the context of the ending it doesn't really work for me Uh yeah we'll you know. go into the ending because you don't like the ending Well, I don't want to repeat myself too much I thought I'd uh, but uh, like well maybe I did uh, but um, you know you the, talked all fair a little bit so. yeah it was all fair um <laughs> You know, the, the, um, you know, they decide because of the kind of potential smoking gun with Hayden inciting the riot, arguably, possibly, um, to let Hoffman take the stand instead and speak for everybody. But then they, um, you know, at the end of all the proceedings, before the judge sentences them, you know, for the final word, decide to let Hayden have the final word. And the judge goes into this thing about, Hayden, you know, I can see you're not a bad guy. You're respectable. You know how to wear a tie, (laughs) you know? He almost says that. Uh, But um, And then kind of the, you know, uh, climax is that Hayden, and. Says, fuck you, Judge, kind of by just reading the names of the Vietnam War dead and slamming the book on the table that they've been keeping track of the whole movie, you know, setting up the fact that, you know, they are very and um, uh, sincere in their protestation of the Vietnam War and the fact that they honor the dead and keep this list of names. And, uh, you know, the camera zooms out and the judge continues to paying the gavel for order while the crowd raises, uh, stands in uh, recognition of the war dead and, and cla- and applauds. And, um, then we get the postscript kind of, uh, that the, um, verdict was over, uh, overruled in the appeals court. I don't yeah. think it goes into the additional detail that they, the government retried them at some point and then, still did not seek charges but after that appeal when they did invalidate that judge's decision to hold them you know uh the, the sentences that that judge decided they did then try the case again uh so um and not just learning that but just i i, I don't know the it, it it kind of leans into that statement that like you know the the institution is not so corrupt that the people cannot rise up. And like the fact that the the people in the courtroom are refusing to recognize the authority of the judge and Hayden is, ref- has finally done this turn where he isn't worrying about what he looks like, that he's refusing to recognize that authority is kind of the, the victory of the movie and the happy ending. And it just doesn't work that way. <laughs> At least not that, yeah. you know, yeah. like, and, um, It goes back to their conversation earlier in the movie about, you know, what power is and is it winning elections or is it demonstrating popular dissent? And, uh, you know, I think that's that question is still on the table at the end of the movie. And I just think it it doesn't really draw it a a good resolution to that. It's just not especially after it, it, you know, and it is part of the, the double-edged uh, timing of this movie of it being so relevant to me that it, it otherwise, you know, I think I, I would be, you know, when I was a kid, I thought The Majestic with Jim Carrey <laughs> which is anti, which is about, uh, you know, anti McCarthyism and, uh, ends in a very similar way. was a great movie about civil disobedience. And I just don't know if I would feel the same way today. Cause, um, I don't know the it, it, it I, I think my views have changed and I think that, uh, just, not not that i'm not willing to be optimistic and and fight for change or whatever but it's just it's such an easy hollywood kind of resolution to such a political real um, you know in this case isolated maybe a uh, very unique instance but uh you know the idea the the for the bigger idea of the judicial system being systemically um, corrupt or 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 uh, you know, indecent is, is still there. So yeah.
0: Yeah. No,
1: I- that's my take on the ending and why it significantly <sighs> yeah. undermines how much I enjoyed the rest of it. I think this is as good a time as any for me to score it. Uh, I think, uh, yeah. Go ahead and get it on there and let me finish. Uh, I gave here. it a, I think I'll give it a 6.5. I think it is, uh, is um, I think it's very gripping, especially for the first two thirds. I think the more I learned about the history, the, um, the the more uh, skeptical I You're am like, of yeah. of my yeah. enjoyment of this, uh, but you know it was there in the first viewing for me, and that the ending doesn't quite. Get me, but I am still very engaged and very invested in this <laughs> for the most of it. So I, you know, I enjoyed it. It made me, in a way, and I, the, the performances are just fabulous. I mean, I can't overstate yeah. how much I, I, I just love, uh you know, Mark Rylance and his uh, defense attorney is just, you know, it, it is the Sorkin grandstanding, like, You know, putting, like, moral, ideologue, metaphor, monologues into the mouths of these characters. And when it works, it works really well. So.
0: Yeah. No, I'm not going to. I'm going to give it a big old seven for the seven. No, I'm just joking that's actually my score Uh, yeah I, I'm I, like I said I enjoy the fuck out of Sorkin and I think that's, that's at, at the end of the day like a lot of my criticism of them was the fact that this movie made me want to question the history of this and then I immediately went and got sh- watched the history documentary which may, which brought up a lot of questions about the characterization of these people because I, I you know they, I felt like it was just maybe like the feedback loop of this movie creates a situation where you have to question what's happening on screen and everything else so I, I definitely had like a what what happened here Uh, versus and, and, and I'm not necessarily saying that's a necessarily a negative thing or a bad thing I'm just saying it it definitely it definitely at times made me question what was happening what was going on in the context of this movie that just sort of like made me have a question but I think on first blush and without the context of like having watched it three times and having to go back I do think this is a very incredibly well put together stressful movie that amazingly just makes a courtroom interesting in and of itself. And yeah, they got to do things. And I think, I think, I think, you know, any movie like this, that's going to try to make a fucking court procedural seem interesting, needs to fucking amp it the fuck up to make that happen. And that's what they do. They just, they, they take these people and they try to put them in a box to make it work for the cinema, which I appreciate. And I have no issue with, uh, yeah, you make yeah, the, the, whole, uh, the nonviolent,
1: yeah. uh, pacifist hit a guy and be like, I fucking hit him. I can't I hit him <laughs> like that that kind of moment yeah. you know yeah and that plays well
0: you know so. yeah it plays it plays yeah and they make jokes and they're trying to they just they're trying to deliver a movie out of just something that's just impossibly hard to adapt and and I appreciate what they get up to and how close they are to just like perfectly succeeding there uh and and I just I guess like I'm just I'm not I'm not just like you know I think it's it's, 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 it's Sasha Baron Cohen just given the jam at the end of the movie, just being like, bah, bah, bah. It's just, it, it, that's what you're here for. You're here for Sor- you're here for a Sorkin character to just lay the smack down and, they, and this movie has it. So, you know, by any stretch of what you would recommend it, if you're into Sorkin, you're going to enjoy this movie, which as I think the answer in of itself, outside of whatever criticism. It's been two weeks of me being incredibly nitpicky and then giving a good score. So <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> which I think it's a solid ass movie. Uh, so we give The Trial of Chicago 7 uh, a 7. Out of ten. Nice. See what I did there. Yeah. yeah I know. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. irresistible. You know, I, Yeah, no, I I didn't do that on purpose. No, no, I, really I believe in gimmicky scores. In. Yeah. I mean, I gave yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Back to the Future an eight point eight for eight eight miles per hour.
0: So. <laughs> I love that. That was super annoying to, to average out. Anyways. The <laughs> yeah, you did not podcast, like it at the time, but that is okay. I didn't I did not know. So I, I had to just, bring it up again. I I, I, <laughs> I know, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> for the Movie Geek Podcast, it's been Trevor Flynn. Goodbye. Hey everybody. I've been your host, Jack Newman. Thanks for listening to us. Head on over to the Tuscan Shed Media Network. So that's thetuscanshed.com, where you can check out all our other podcasts, including Anime, our anime review uh, podcast where you can hear me, Trevor, and Edwin go uh, weekly looking through a new show as it comes out. We're doing weekly animation, so anything that's coming out this month, new anime all the time, no old stuff, go check it out. You'll love it. Uh, while you're over there, you can check out us also playing Pin and Paper Pod, which is the, our Dungeons and Dragons live play podcast on Twitch every Monday at 7 o'clock. Go check that out. We love that. You can also sit, catch old episodes of it on our Twitter feed, where you can find the audio Twitter feed. Uh, sorry, audio Twitter feed. You can find the audio <laughs> podcast feed for those old episodes. You can check them out there. We do try to make it as good as or with as much description as possible so that they both can be appreciated both ways because that's how I listen to D&D podcasts. I listen to it on the while I'm doing the dishes because that's my life. Uh, you can check out all those over there on on the Tuscan Chad Media Network. From while you're over there, head on over to our Twitter and our Facebook, where you can give us a couple of comments, likes, subscribes, everything. Just get us all in there, get us into your daily feed, so we can get some comments and stuff out there. You can comment on things. We can get a little bit more of a robust community going, where we can talk back and forth. If you will give us a recommendation on our Twitter, we will listen to it, and we will take a look at it so if there's something that you really want the movie gang podcast to review let us know we'll be interested uh so head on over there and check those out and again while you're over there check out the tuscan shed mini network one last time from everyone here at the movie gang podcast and by extension the tuscan shed mini network thanks for listening